Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Ragland with Great Ministries. We want to welcome you to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this week's podcast. We pray for those who are listening. We pray that they will share this word with their friends, their family, their loved ones, and especially the unsaved. We pray that your word will go forward. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do. In Jesus' name, amen. This week, we are continuing our discipleship training, and the title of this week's podcast is You Are Forgiven. Today, I want to dispel one of the lies Satan tries to make you believe, that you are not forgiven and that you cannot be forgiven. When Satan tries to tell you that what you have done in your past life cannot be forgiven, you have a choice. You can believe his report, or you can trust in what the Word of God says. As a disciple, it is your duty to let others know that yes, you have been forgiven, you are being forgiven, and you will be forgiven. Here is my basis for eliminating Satan's lie. It is God's nature to forgive. God is not like a man who, depending on the day of the week, will forgive. Psalm 86 and 5 states that, For you, Lord, are good and ready to forgive and abundant in mercy to all those who call upon you. My friends, we must always stand ready to forgive, which, as you may know from personal experience, is very difficult. When someone has done you wrong, the quickness in which you forgive is in direct proportion to your Christian maturity. Do you hold a grudge? Is your motto, I will forgive, but I won't forget? Isaiah writes in chapter 43, verse 25, I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. So if God says that he will not remember your sins against him, why are you still having mental flashbacks of when you were dishonored? How often do we recall our sin against someone else? I would suspect very rarely. Again, God emphasizes in Jeremiah 31 and 34, saying, No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. My brothers and sisters, if God has forgotten all about our sins, then why are we listening to the devil when he accuses us? Also, written in Micah, the 7th chapter, verses 18 and 19, it proclaims God's mercy. Listen to this. Who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage? He does not retain his anger forever because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and will subdue our iniquities. You will cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea. Now, folks, if the nature of God is to forgive and we're striving to take on his nature, then we must also be ready to forgive. The verses I just mentioned have three words that are used interchangeably, but they are not the same. They are sin, transgression, and iniquity. Sin is missing the mark. It's an old archery term. It can mean doing something against God or a person. Transgression is when we don't know something is wrong, and so we do it or don't do it out of ignorance. 
Iniquity is when we sin, and sin willfully, and continue without repentance. We may even find delight in it. My friends, God has every right to be angry when we sin against Him, but He allows us to ask for forgiveness, and we should forgive each other likewise. Jesus teaches in Mark 11, 25, and 26, And when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. My Christian colleagues, unforgiveness is a block to getting prayers answered. I'm amazed at the stories of weekly church members who refuse to speak to each other, or sit in the same section of pews, or make eye contact, all because of unforgiveness. Notice that I call them church members, not Christians. Peter asked Jesus how many times we should forgive our brother who has sinned against him. Up to seven times? Jesus answered in Matthew 18 and 22, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Now we are not to count up to 490 times, then blast our brother for sinning against us after forgiveness number 491. Jesus is saying that we should have unlimited forgiveness. Again, this is a radical response to the damage another sin can have on you. Right now the world is in retaliation mode, with no end in sight. Paul writes in Ephesians 4 and 32, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, in Christ, forgave you. One act of kindness, one act of forgiveness, can start a chain of events that the world needs today. In addition to the benefits those around receive when we forgive, there are other blessings. In Genesis 33, Esau forgave Jacob, his brother, of the deception Jacob had mastered years earlier. Jacob had tricked his father Isaac into giving him the blessing instead of to Esau. Through the years, Jacob had prospered, but so had Esau. Later on, Jacob's son, Joseph, forgave his brothers, who had sold him into slavery. Even after Joseph had forgiven them, the brothers were fearful that Joseph would retaliate. Listen to the story in Genesis 50, verses 15 through 20. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph, saying, Before your father died, he commanded, saying, Thus shall you say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and for their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants of God of your father. It has been said that this part of the story was made up, that the brothers were just trying to save themselves from the wrath of Joseph. Now let me stop right here. The brothers expected Joseph to respond like most humans would respond, with revenge. But Joseph had a different character. He had the character of God. Again, God's nature is to forgive. Continuing with verse 18, Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face and said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good, in order to bring it about as it is this day, to save my people alive. Now therefore, do not be afraid. 
I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Wow, what an example of forgiveness. Joseph is what the character of God looks like. Jealous brothers, they were forgiven. Sold into slavery, forgiven. Accused of adultery, forgiven. Wrongfully put in prison, forgiven. Freed from prison, thankful. Given unique God-given abilities, thankful. Placed second in command in the whole country, thankful. Given power by Pharaoh, thankful. Given character by God, blessed. And so, my Christian friends, Jesus gives us the ultimate example of forgiveness. The religious leaders were jealous of him. He forgave them. He was arrested. He forgave them. He went through multiple trials. They were forgiven. He was accused of blasphemy. Again, forgiven. He was beaten. He forgave them. He was spat upon. Again, forgiven. He hung on a cross. Forgiven. He died to save you and I from dying. We are forgiven. Now, if you are ready to forgive and to be forgiven, pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me for not forgiving others. Change my heart so that I can take on your character of mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, you may know someone who you need to forgive. Will you reach out to them today? I encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request as well as your praise reports to hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and especially the unsaved. This ministry is supported by friends like you. If you'd like to donate to us, go to greatministries.org and click on the donate button. You can also write to us at P.O. Box 1654, Lilburn, Georgia, 30048, or call us at 678-693-2204. Be blessed and have a great week.